Start your engines and join me in the new mobile game, RuPaul's Drag Race Superstar. May the best superstar win. Available now. In a world full of straight people, aren't you glad there's WOW Presents Plus, the number one place in the world to see Drag Race? Subscribe to WOW Presents Plus. Still only $4.99. Subscribe today as streamed on TV. I'm Matt McConkey. I'm a writer, actor, and devoted fan of Sex and the City and And Just Like That. And I've spent so much time and energy fervently defending the show that I couldn't help but wonder, should I do a podcast about this? The answer, of course, is no, but And Just Like Matt is more than a podcast. It's a faith-based community with a shared mission to bring back Samantha full-time. And it's also a call to action. It's a plea because I'm begging you just like me. Come on, you know you want to. And maybe after you give this episode a listen, you will. Lovers, I'm shook and I'm shaken. This week had me upside down, turned around, inside out. We're talking about, and just like that, episode 208. This one is titled, A Hundred Years Ago. Carrie is embroiled in a very complicated subletting scam. And Aiden is still wearing that goddamn jacket. But we're moving past all of that because what really matters is what happens when he takes the jacket off. And apparently what happens is multiple orgasms. And speaking of multiple O's, you're probably going to have a few of your own while you're listening to this week's episode because my guests are hot, 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 and the conversation is downright explosive. My friend Brandy Finmark is a very talented screenwriter with some amazing movies in development that hopefully we will get to see if the strike ever ends. She's also written on Chelsea and Crank Yankers and is a fellow Sex and the City devotee. And we are also joined by the incredible executive producer of this podcast, Renee Colvert. She is an angel and very funny, and I quite literally couldn't do this show without her. So I'm very glad I bullied her into finally getting on the mic this week, because you're going to love her as much as I do. And just like Matt, Brandy and Renee are here. Brandy Finnmark, hello. Hello, Matt. Good morning. And Renee Colvert, hi, on mic at last. A producer on mic. I clawed my way in. Clawed, thank you for having me. Yeah, you've been playing the long game. <laughs> um, okay, so just to get into the broad strokes first, Brandy, you have what one might call a, a religious devotion to the original Sex and the City. Is that, is that accurate? That is extremely accurate. Renee, what about you? We haven't really talked about this. Yeah, I I don't know if I can get myself to religious level, but definitely loved okay. it. I was intimidated by the fashion. I got spooked. Mm. I got spooked by the fashion, but I loved it. But I loved it. Yeah, you're not you're probably not seeing yourself in one of the gals too much in terms of just the way they're presenting themselves. No. I want to, but I'm a Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Can you relate to that? Oh, God. Somebody has to be a Steve. We love him. Yeah, we do. We love Steve. I love, I'm glad you're Steve. I'm attracted to you now. You guys, thank you. Brandy, what about you? Did you ever have a, like, an I'm, I'm a Carrie 
idea about yourself? Oh, yeah. I'm absolutely a mix of Samantha and Miranda. Like, mm. I sleep with everybody. I hate relationships, but then I'm in them, but then I'm the dude. Like, I remember that when Steve said, it's like you're the dude sometimes to Miranda, I had never felt more seen in my life. And was uh, like, oh, my God, thank you. Finally, a female character I can get behind. And before we get into this episode, where are you, Brandy, with And Just Like That? I have had a roller coaster of a ride with Just Like That. You know, okay. I was so excited when any any iteration of Sex in the City was going to be on. I was so excited. I was thrilled. Um, and then when I watched the first episode, <laughs> I don't think I expected this, like, heavy death and grief and i have um one of my closest friends lost her husband very young a couple of years ago and so i was sobbing and was like this is not the sex of the city i came to watch um but then i you know obviously i will watch i will watch it in any way shape or form so then i it grew on me and i started to love it and i liked the themes that they were exploring um i liked seeing dating from an older point of view I liked talking about grief in an interesting way. Um, and now, especially this last episode, the latest episode, I feel like we're getting back to Sex in the City. And it made me, this last episode made me so happy. Yes, same. I know. I'm excited to talk about it. This was, I think, maybe the best one so far. Agreed. And Renee, you've been watching every episode right alongside me. But what's your experience been? Yeah, well, because I love you, I love it, so that's a natural progression. I think it made me come to terms with things I wasn't ready to come to terms with. I'm like, no, I am young forever. And then they started to talk about some themes, where I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm also dealing with that. Oh, it just it made me face some things. I like it, but I didn't like how much it made me look in the mirror. Yeah, I am too. I mean, this episode felt like a long time coming. Carrie has been to hell and back, and now here we are. I mean, it's the Aiden episode. We're living that hotel life with him. You know, they make it very clear as soon as it opens that this is not the morning after last week's episode. This has been a, an ongoing pattern for several days, maybe even weeks. You know, we're having lots of sex. I do have to say, last week when I said to Deanna, you know, I think Carrie always had like a stronger sexual connection to Aiden. This week it was very much confirmed so shout out to myself i guess um, <laughs> called it you called it brandy are you a big aiden fan oh my god i'm such an aiden fan i had a, i had an aiden and i let that aiden go and i'll never forgive mm. myself um so i really relate to it and i always pick the bigs and they're always the worst and i don't know why um but i i always like, when I found out Aiden was coming back on, I remember thinking, like, this is the story Carrie should have. Yes, mm. this is how the story should have gone. Uh, this is who she should end up with. So I do hope she ends up with Aiden. Um, but I also think, and maybe she's changed because grief changes you so much. So maybe she's changed enough to be with Aiden. But I don't know. I feel like she's still going to get in her own way, like she always does. Yeah, I'm cautiously optimistic. Renee, where are you emotionally with Aiden? Yeah, I remember watching initially and just not understanding. I was like, why is she not with him? Why? What What are we doing? Why would she go back with Big? So thrilled. But then also I agree with Brandy. I think, I think a little bit it's because, oh, we always go for the Big. You never go for the nice guy. Ever. Ever. It's true. So I appreciate the realness. 
You know what was so just like, oh, my heart, when he was um, on the phone with room service and she had her feet on his chest. And I was like, this is the old Carrie and the old Aiden. <laughs> and I right. loved so much. And it just brought me back to him shirtless talking about getting fried chicken and a bucket. And I was just so happy. <laughs> I was happy, although the fried chicken does trigger me a little bit, I'll admit. <laughs> My thing about the old Aiden wasn't that he was sort of too nice or that he, you know, that he was like um, letting her walk all over him, which was also an issue. Was like, I don't know, he's making like weird kissing noises. And and then he has the gall to like demand that Carrie quit smoking when he's literally like eating a bucket of KFC in bed. And it's like, you're not a pillar of health, sir. <laughs> and we love Carrie smoking. I mean, I want her to live and be healthy, obviously, but it was so cool. That is a really good point. And it is funny because smoking was part of her identity. And it was like, what? She can't quit smoking. She's Carrie. She smokes. And then she writes. Get out of here, Aiden. And I really loved when she had her slip up last season with Seema and started smoking again. Oh, me too. We're in our mid-50s now. It's for the best that she <laughs> has quit again. Having said that, Aiden now and the way this is all rolling out, I am like completely enchanted. Although when Carrie explained Che's pronouns, the way that Aiden kind of stumbled over that with the neighbor was funny, but it was also like, okay, so Aiden has a never met a non-binary person before, but also like doesn't even understand the concept somehow in 2023. Yeah, which seems a little on point for Aiden, but also not because he is such a nice guy. And I guess maybe he's stuck in the country and all he does is like, you know, raise and kill chickens. But he mm -hmm. also has young, youngish, like teenage kids who would know yeah. all of this stuff. So it felt a little like, what are we, what are we setting up that Aiden isn't aware of? I know. I did love the Rocky Horror Picture Show names. I loved them. I was so excited about it. Brad, what was it? Janet. Brad, Brad and Janet. Yeah, Doug Brad was what we landed on. Doug I think Brad. That was the hybrid, yeah. <laughs> Doug Brad was great. Um, you know, in the William Sonoma scene, he was wearing that jacket again from last week that almost destroyed me and the entire internet. But I got to say, he was wearing it open. Like, as the Lord intended, I barely even clocked it. Maybe Carrie um, talked some sense into him. Yeah. But when she was walking with Miranda after lunch and said, was big a big mistake, that took my breath away. <laughs> and I'm not a big fan, so it's not like I, I was like, how could she say that? You know, it was more like, holy shit. The truth just has a certain sound to it. And, you know, I've been thinking the same thing. And as we all know, this is about me. But... <laughs> What did you make of that, Brandy? Uh, first of all, I was so... Just the whole layout of the episode and the whole episode was like a real flashback and like a real uh, ode to a Sex in the City episode, right? It's like Carrie's, you know, having sex with a dude and then they all have breakfast and talk about it. It was kind of reversed in a way of like the big... You know how she used to move really quickly with big... And now she's doing it with Aiden a little bit. And the brunch scene, even though we were missing um, Samantha, uh, who should can never be replaced. But even though we were missing Samantha, there was the brunch scene. And then Carrie and Miranda walk through the park and talk about her dating life. It just felt so nice to have those things come back because it felt like, oh, right, these ladies and Sex in the City. And this is, it, it made me really happy about that. But then, like, 
The big mistake thing, I liked the sentiment and I thought it was an interesting choice for her to think. But also, I don't know, I think she can't, she, if she is going to be with Aiden, if she's going to end up with Aiden, she could never have made it work unless she went through what she went through. Because I think she needed to go through all of that to be with Aiden and to make it work. And I think a lot of people in life have that path, right? Like, I don't know, you hear about those stories of people, I met someone a couple of months ago, they dated and were engaged in their 20s, and then they both broke up, they went on, they married, they had kids, they had families, and 30 years later, they're back together. So you sort of hear sometimes about like, well, I had to go through that to make this work in the end. So I think she didn't make a big mistake. I think she she did what she had to do. Um, and, you know, Big's dead, so. <laughs> yeah, so she's definitely not going to cheat on him again with Big. That much we know. Not Big. That's for sure. Yeah, the farmhouse thing was interesting, too, because there was so much chatter and speculation about how beautiful it was going to be and we're Googling the wrong image you know it very much felt like we are building toward this big reversal of like uh uh-oh the place is a shithole but at the end in carrie's voiceover she alludes to it being perfect so i don't know if that implies that we're not going to get to go to virginia next week because i need to see that house i need to see those chickens i need to see the sons (laughs) i need to see that house uh, yeah, I, I want to see the episode where she went the first time, but this time it's better, I guess, and more grown up. And maybe he's, you know, a, a different Aiden, a little mm-hmm. bit different, maybe more elevated the way that Carrie needs it to be. Yeah, and, that, and that's a good point. It's like we've already told the story of like Aiden has a country house. Uh Oh, no, it's terrible. Like We're not going to do that again. I mean, the most exciting part of it that I really do hope we get to see is the kids, even though they're not kids anymore. I mean, they're teenagers. The oldest one's like 20. We have never gotten to see Carrie in any kind of maternal role. And it's not that she's going to be their mom in any way, but like once again, they're telling stories. We never got to tell on sex in the city. And that's why I love this show. And I'm so excited and scared. Yeah. And I think it'll be interesting. I hope they show it, but uh, Carrie's relation with her downstairs neighbor and trying to be cool with the teens right. is that gonna is that gonna show up again are we gonna are we gonna have to deal with turning off the loud music while parties are happening i gotta see it please show me yeah she yeah she should consult her downstairs neighbor sure. absolutely right. on how, how to, get how in to with talk these guys? to young people she should set her downstairs neighbor up with one of Aiden's there sons. we go oh That's what she should do. there you yes. go Just giving away free storylines? What am I doing? I know. That's all we're doing on this show is basically breaking season three. (laughs) (laughs) But where do we think this goes, the Aiden relationship? Because I think you're right, Brandy, that Aiden is the one in so much as there is a one. But this this can't be a happily ever after, at least not right now, because we need a season three. There won't be really a story to tell if everything is perfect from now on. Hey, question for you. Do you like to eat? Do you like to save money? Do you like flexibility and ease? Well, then I couldn't help but wonder, have you ever heard of Factor? Factor has delicious, ready-to-eat meals. They make eating better every day easy. These are two-minute meals, restaurant-quality food. It's ready to heat and eat whenever you are. And right now, if you go to factormeals.com slash likemat50 and use code likemat50, you're going to get 50% off. I'm talking snacks, I'm talking smoothies, I'm talking breakfast, midday bites, and more. And by the way, they've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout. Every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. 
flexible for your schedule as much or as little as you need. You can choose six to 18 meals per week. You can pause, reschedule your deliveries anytime. No prep, no mess meals, 100% ready to eat and eat. Head over to factormeals.com slash likemat50 and use code likemat50 to get 50% off. That's code likemat50 at factormeals.com slash likemat50 to get 50% off. Do y'all remember that episode where Samantha does a like an unfortunate facial laser treatment and she ends up looking real, real red. She's like, oh, my skin. (sighs) Perfect impression, by the way. Um, Well, I have been there because I'm a retinol user. And as I'm sure you know, retinol has its upsides, but it also can cause redness and irritation. So I'm always looking for a skincare routine that's going to help me combat that redness and that irritation and do everything else. And I have finally found it with One Skin. One Skin is here to help you simplify your skincare regimen. One Skin proves you don't need a complicated routine to achieve better skin. Their topical supplements make it easy to help your skin stay younger and healthier without all the extra steps. And One Skin is more than skincare. It's about skin longevity, targeting the root causes of aging to help you look and feel your best at every age. If you get started today, you get 15% off using code LIKEMAT at oneskin.co. That's 15% off at oneskin.co with code LIKEMAT. And after you purchase, they'll ask where you heard about them. Let them know that you heard about them right here on And Just Like Matt. It's time to expect more from your skincare routine. Invest in the health of your skin with One Skin. So I don't know where that leaves us. I guess let's talk about what else they've already done story-wise in this relationship in the past because we know that my best friend Michael Patrick King is not going to repeat himself. So help me out here. The first time they broke up because she cheated with Big, right? Yes, that was the first time. And yeah, it ran kind of the second time because the, then they get engaged and then Carrie gets cold feet and, the, and sort of realizes that he wants to rush into the marriage because he doesn't trust her anymore because of the Big thing. So that's the second time. And then they see each other in Abu Dhabi. They kiss. Then we're caught up. Yeah, and that's it. There's like a little bit of me that wonders if there's going to be a bit of a reversal to see Carrie be the one so into Aiden and Aiden maybe trying to not rush into things. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it does It does feel like she's rushing in right now. Again, like I said, the brunch scene where she was like, yeah, it's already. It reminded me so much of when they were... All of the ladies used to give her shit about rushing in with Big, and then her and Miranda had that big fight about it, and you know. Mm-hmm. So I wonder if she's sort of falling back into old patterns the way that she did with Big, but with Aiden, and maybe Aiden's going to have to play it cool this time. Maybe Aiden's going to be like, I don't know if I can. I know that Big's dead, but what if there's another Big that you meet down the down the line, and you end up like, how can I ever trust you? What do you think, Renee? What, do we would we want them to end up happily ever after for you guys? Is that does that sit well with you? I would like it as a series ending, but I don't want the series mm. to ever end. Sure. So okay. years from now, when we're in our 80s, I'd like them to end up with each other in you know um, their retirement home. I mean, I guess I feel like I don't see this leading to Carrie breaking Aiden's heart again, since she's done that before. I can't see them doing a version of Aiden is still a little hurt from the past and can't trust her and it comes back to bite them. Since he's done that before, I don't think he's going to drop dead suddenly because we've also done that. My prediction, I mean, I have spun, I have really built out the season finale of this in my mind to an insane extent and where this, you know, kind of weaves in. But 
I think there's some version of Aiden can't be away from his kids for some reason anymore. He can't be taking these long trips to New York or there's an issue on the farm with the chickens. He's got to be there. And ultimately, Carrie is asked to choose between New York or Virginia. It's like her two great loves of Aiden versus New York slash her friends. And she ultimately has to choose New York. So maybe there is some kind of romantic, you know, Bridges of Madison County. Like we just can't. I don't I've never even seen Bridges of Madison County, but just something kind of like we, we want to be together, but we just can't right now. It's not our time. Maybe in the future. I can see it playing out that way. I feel like if we get to that in the season finale, Carrie's at a point where she's like, oh, my God. I've lost Big. Now I've also lost Aiden. I, and I've lost Samantha. I'm at my lowest. Ring, ring. Hi, honey. Guess who's in town? You know, and, and we end on a at least an up note of, of Samantha's back in some form. Oh, I like that. I really like that. I like this. I like where your brain is at with this. I think it's a really good... Did you talk to Michael Patrick King about this? Do you sell him on this? No, I hope he's still listening so that, um, that he, you know, I can manifest this as much as I manifested the cameo. Where are you with the Kim Cattrall thing, Brandy, and the cameo of it all? I mean, I was honestly devastated when I heard she wasn't going to be on the show. I almost didn't watch because mm. she was not going to be on the show. Because I can't... I, it's it's like your own friend. Like, you, if you're, you're, not, if you're planning a, you know reunion and one of your friends can't make it you plan it for another time so and I loved Samantha and she brought such an interesting take um and such an interesting character that we don't get to see a lot with women now we do but not so much when the when the show originally started but I was devastated she wasn't going to be on it so when I heard she was coming back I was very excited but I'm I'm trying to uh save my heart the disappointment of how quick the scene she's going to be in might be, or if it's going to be a whole episode, if she's going to hug them and say something very Samantha and that will be it. I'm just a little hesitant to get excited about what her purpose is going to be. And I I think I'll just be sad that she's not there. Yeah, I know. That's what I've been saying. It's like, it almost hurts more to know that we're going to see her so quickly and it's going to be taken away Yes. You know, that yes. it's, not, it's, it's not safe to get our hopes up. But then there's this, always this little piece of me that's like, she also did say previously that she would never do this again in any capacity. And now she is. I don't love that she's like kind of going around saying, it's just because they backed up the money truck, you know? <laughs> but maybe there's still a reason to have a sliver of hope. I will say, a breaking news, a huge brag, but I'm going to be a bartender on Watch Ooh. What Happens next week. What? And I think sometimes they pre-tape and sometimes they go live. And this is going to be a live one, I think. Oh, I am going to watch what happens. <laughs> I mean, thank you. I, I, you know, obviously I'm going on to promote the podcast. And as we know, the bartenders get to talk for five seconds tops. But do I try to disrupt the proceedings <laughs> and basically ruin the show Taking this opportunity to use a platform to like go right to camera and be like, Kim, the world is burning. We all have to do our part to help humanity in whatever way we can. You have one calling, and that is to play Samantha. God bless these other roles you've been playing, but like, let's be honest, this is it. This is the one way you can contribute to the future of our civilization. 
Yes, you know? yes, I need to hear her talk about how hot global warming is. I need so many things <laughs> from Samantha, and I think you need to use this platform and break in there and just talk to her. I think that is the smartest thing you can do. Yeah, no matter, it's that, worth I'll it. I'll be escorted ruin, off by security. Yeah, ruin but, your uh, career just for that. Because much like her purpose is to be Samantha, your purpose is to get her back. So it'll be worth it for them to... Cut yeah. immediately yeah. to commercial. Full circle. Even if I'm killed in the process, you know, <laughs> after a scuttle with, with Andy's security, it might be You worth died it. doing what you loved. This will be I my legacy. <laughs> yeah, if, if she comes back full-time season three, even as a recurring guest star in season three... Worth it. it I'll, I'll oh. die for that. I really... It, when I when they... Um, uh, when Charlotte was sad that she's, you know, has a stomach pooch... Um, and she was looking through old pictures and saw the picture of the four of them. I was like, oh, my God, my heart. Please, please, my heart. Oh. It is strange how little, that, like, we haven't done any Samantha texts all season long. There's, like, nope. occasionally a mention of her, but we have never gotten any kind of recap over what the dinner in Paris was. We have no idea where Carrie stands with her. I, I guess part of that is to build toward the you know surprise of, of seeing her in the in the finale. But I know, and it's so weird because as a as having a group of women and one one of the our friends is no longer our friends. When we get together, we talk about it all the time. Yeah, I want to I want to hear about it. I imagine if you reconnected with that person and you were trying to slowly like have a friendship again over text, you'd be talking about that too constantly. All the time, nonstop, and be trying to figure out where she was coming from, you know, how our friendship was going to be now that she's back in the picture. I want to hear all of those things. I would like any acknowledgement about why it happened. I think that's the, that's something that's frustrating as, as a, as a uh, devoted Sex in the City fan. I never felt like we got a re- a reason why, like what happened. Even just a quick storyline of like this is why they stopped talking, and maybe you know we'll see. I think there was like some vagueness, but I I don't feel like it was ever good enough for me to accept that Samantha wasn't around. I agree. I mean, this idea that you know she had sort of broken up with Carrie because she was so hurt that Carrie ended their like professional relationship where she was her publicist it do- it doesn't sound like samantha but it makes sense that they wanted to do something that kind of reflects the real story that we all know where it's like what this is all because you wanted even more money than you were already getting or i guess i like that it doesn't totally make sense the same way the real story doesn't totally make sense but you know i loved the sema story mm. in this episode so much because Carrie's obviously holding on to all of that. And and Seema is obviously not a replacement for Samantha, but she also kind of is, she, you know, even down to her name sort of sounding like a version <laughs> of Samantha. She's the fourth girl at the brunch. She's the fourth girl at the dinner with Aiden. And I love that Carrie's, you know, conflict in this episode was not with Aiden. It was with her. I mean, that scene yeah. at, at the salon. Come on. So good. I wrote down the line that I really liked that said, uh, you know, what gives space you know what space gives friends more space i was like oh my god i I feel that so deeply so deeply and i do think it was interesting because seba's reaction to that reminded me a little of miranda more so than samantha like how miranda would have um reacted back in the day about Mm. taking her girls trip away but i still do think that seema represents the single adult samantha 
uh, and she replace, you know, she sort of is the replacement for that character a little bit. Yeah, and it r- reminds me of when you know Carrie called Samantha in the first movie to tell her that she was getting married, and Samantha hangs up on her. You know, she was <laughs> she was so scared of being left by her, and ultimately, like she kind of was. You know, I, I uh-huh. think Carrie might have been one of those friends that does sort of disappear into the into married land a bit. So I understand Seema's fear. But I just love the way they're handling that character so much that they have had a couple of these, like, you know, really uncomfortable conflicts that, like, you get through those and it's like, oh, this is a a true friendship. This is not just some surface fun person that I'm out having drinks with. Like, they're really, like, they're getting to something real with each other yeah i was taking notes on how to have like god tier level of communication do you know how passive aggressive i would be if i were sema you wouldn't hear about that for at least three years no. at least three years uh but I, t- I was just like okay this is not the summer i signed up for that's how you started great i love that scene i loved it so much so good to address it <laughs> you're right even sema being like i couldn't do it and then going you know what actually i could yeah. i just don't want to yeah. She's just a grown-up, you know? So good. The amount it's of so therapy. funny because this episode came off of me. I'm, I, uh, I am on season six, I think, of Real Housewives of Orange County. And there was uh. just an episode where Vicky wanted to have a all-girls trip, and they all brought their husbands. And she was so pissed. So then when I, I just watched that episode, and then I watched this episode, and it, the parallels, and I was like, this is a real thing for adult women. This is a real thing. And I like yeah. that they're exploring it. Yeah. Absolutely. But, and, you know, then Seema meets this director, yeah. a Mar- Marvel director who needs a rental or something. And there's obviously a connection there. So maybe the reversal that's coming there is that Seema's the one who has brought a man to the Hamptons house. And um, well, maybe they can they can double date. I don't know. Yeah, maybe they can double date. I mean, I hope she gets that put the deposit back in and gets the house because I was looking forward to some fun Hamptons summer scenes with all the girls. Me too. I was so excited and I thought that was where the story was going. I was like, oh great, we're going to have this. But maybe, maybe he has a house already in the Hamptons that he wasn't even going to use, you know? He is just like, oh yeah, I have that. So then they get to go there and maybe Carrie gets to bring Aiden and the four of them get to have a good time. That'd be fun. I like that. So speaking of Aiden, we have a listener voicemail that is about Carrie's loves and somebody with kind of an interesting pitch on who she should be with instead of Aiden, I think. Do we have that, Renee? Hi, Matt. I'm loving the show so far, Uh, loving your perspective on it. I think we share um, our, the way that we're experiencing the, this in like a really gracious and respectful manner. Um, I do want to say, I have a question. Um, I know that they're going to be bringing back Aiden this uh, time around. And whenever I heard that as a big person, um, I was sort of like, eh, you know, mm, we've already done it. Like, we brought him back in the regular series again. You know, she had a second go around with him. Then we brought him back in the second movie. Like, how many times are we going to go back to that tired, same old well that doesn't work? Um, you know, and I thought, well, it's because obviously they want to give this charge of recognition, you know, to the show for the audience. And I understand that. So I have a different idea for like, what would, what would happen if in order to create another love interest for Carrie, we bring somebody back, but it's not from Carrie's past. It's from 
SJP's past. And maybe the audience can put that together as um, a new character for the show, but someone who can be very familiar. Somebody who can bring out Carrie's wild side maybe a little bit, bring out her kind of like, let's make some mistakes. Because I always thought Carrie was, the show was at its best in season three and four when she's making her big mistakes. Um, And I'm talking about Robert Downey Jr. Is that crazy? How fun would that be? Okay, tell me what you think. Bye. That is crazy indeed. (laughs) First of all, I just want to say, if you watch Oppenheimer, Robert Downey Jr.'s in it. And then also, the guy who sells shoes to Charlotte, who wants to touch her feet in exchange for free shoes, he's in it. And then uh, the guy who cheated on Samantha. Richard. Richard, uh, who ate another woman's pussy, she, he's in it. So listen, Oppenheimer, I like that she's bringing it to Robert Downey Jr. just because he was in that. And that just reminded me of all the tie-ins like for that. Sex and the City fans. I mean, it would make headlines. We'll say that. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like Sarah Jessica has said that that was like the most pain, painful Oof. chapter of her life. It's like, it's like you know, and obviously they've both lived many lives since then. I mean, God, I'm all for it. I guess it seems a little easier. Maybe we just give Matthew Broderick a part, you know? I was going to say that. But maybe that's too obvious, but I, I wouldn't mind it. Sarah Jessica Parker is such a good actor that I'm never taken out of the scene with it. Like, she's always Carrie. Always. So I would like yeah. it for the element of it would maybe remind me that, oh, no, this is an actor. I feel like that yeah. might trigger that. But never once have I watched a scene with her and been like, mm, well... She's really going over the top on that one. It's always Carrie. Always. But it's also, I don't know, from a, I know that we've gone back to Aiden a bunch, uh, but I think that because that's who she was always supposed to be with. And it's also nice to give real people who are watching this show thinking it's real life like me, uh, (laughs) it gives you hope to be like, oh, maybe I won't die alone. Many of you will recall in the classic film Sex and the City Part 2, that's right, talking about the sequel. Our beloved Samantha is going through menopause. She has a whole bunch of hormones she's taken. They all get confiscated at the airport. So then they're on their trip. She's uh, eating a bunch of hummus because she thinks it's going to alleviate the symptoms. Well, if only Samantha had access to this week's sponsor, Hormone Harmony. Hormone Harmony is not just a supplement for women going through perimenopause, menopause, or postmenopause. It's become a phenomenon. Women are talking about this nonstop on social media. A bottle of Hormone Harmony is sold every 24 seconds. And right now you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com when you use promo code like Matt. Now, Happy Mammoth is the company that created Hormone Harmony. They're dedicated to making women's lives easier. That means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality, and it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off your entire first order at happymammoth.com with promo code LIKEMAT at checkout. That's H-A-P-P-M-A-M-M-O-T-H.com. Promo code like Matt for 15% off your first order. Maybe mm-hmm. <laughs> I'll reconnect with someone from my past, the, a person I was always supposed to be with or someone I forgot about. Yeah. So it's nice to have that. I think, I think Aiden is the person she was supposed to be with. Yeah, I think so too. And if it plays out the way that I'm predicting and, you know, they have to take time apart next season, 
we're going to need some new new blood. Listen right. to what I like about your pitch, even though I suspect it would be very triggering for the actors, <laughs> but is that it's a big swing. And that's this show takes some big swings in a way I really appreciate. I love that element of surprise. And, you know, if, say, we are to get this up the ladder to Sarah Jessica <laughs> um, and she shuts it down, then maybe our backup pitch is, well, what about Matthew? Great. You two are working together. Uh, they were working together on, on Broadway or maybe London now or something, doing a play together. Why not? Let's see. Him. And Matt, just double checking, SJP does get these, right? I mean, you send them directly to her. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, Tailing. I think it goes to her reps and then she listens, but she's definitely Great. like approving every episode, getting Perfect. extensive feedback. <laughs> and, Great. That's um, what I thought. That's yeah, why I wanted but- to be on. We're going to cover season one after this is over to go back and just, you know, keep the party going. And, you know, I've thought about it a lot and I'd love for her to come on. Initially, she was asking and I was like, no, this isn't about you. You know, this is about me and my friends. And, and um, but I think at this point, I'm ready to expand a little bit, be a little more generous. And Sarah Jessica, you may, you've heard it here first. You may be a guest on this show. Wow. I'll allow it. Wow. Big. big offer. Huge. Big offer. Huge yeah. heart, man. Huge heart. <laughs> um, what else have we not talked about from this episode? We got Miranda starting her internship. Okay. I I have a little bit of a thing with Mario's character mm. and the guy that he... Giuseppe. It feels like... Yeah. It feels like in, in the old... It feels like he would have... I don't know. That situation could have been more fun. And maybe we were trying to be like PC about work culture and like you can't sexually harass your employees. And I get it. But I do feel like there could have been some really fun tension that wasn't so. um, I don't know. I feel like we could have had more fun with that storyline. And I loved the scene. You know, they were like an ode to Ghost when he was behind him with the dough and (laughs) it was like the clay scene. I was so into that. Um, but I did, I do think I wanted to see a little bit more of who I thought he, how he would have acted and that he doesn't have to sexually harass his employee and have sex with him. But I just thought that he been would, more. wouldn't he, he yeah. would have back in the day and it wouldn't have been a big deal. So again, I respect the work culture we've got to promote. Um, but I wanted to see more fun with that. You know, I agree. I mean, I, yeah, maybe the point is that Anthony has grown. You know, that old Anthony would have sexually harassed his his employee. But now, not only does not do that, he doesn't allow anybody who's using human growth hormones to work for him. <laughs> he is a man of integrity. Now. <laughs> he but we is have who never seen on a, him on a bread phone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We haven't seen him have a real love since since, you know, Stanford. And even that relationship was complicated. So more more will be revealed. What were you going to say, Renee? Well, I was going to say, it seemed like there was sort of a connecting theme between Charlotte and uh, Mario, both like an iron grip on trying not to be vulnerable, on trying not to let any, like having control over the situation. I know it's not consistent with who he was, but I, I felt like, oh, his heart is broken. He's just trying not to get hurt again. <laughs> It's true. Is that a wrong take? But That's a wrong take. Like he's, no, it seems like we're. It's a very right take, and and yeah, the connection. You know, he's he's making bread. Charlotte's obviously eating too much of it because she is obese. <laughs> she as we've is. All seen. I was disgusted. Can you imagine? <laughs> no, I mean she looks so perfect. She looks so beautiful. It was like She's so I, I was. Hot. I was having trouble tracking visually. So like, is the is this the belt? not working or it is working or what's going on 
I know, and then all the spanks. I thought she was going to pass out. Uh, I thought they were going to play with that. And then it was... I, I liked it, but I'm also like... I mean, I like the, the shout-out to menopause, you know, and, like, your body sure. changing and everything. Um, but it was just so funny because she's so hot. She's such a hot... She's, she's Charlotte will always be hot. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, are you trying to tell us that Charlotte has become body positive because she's... Her body's changed so much because, like, it doesn't look... She looks she looks perfect um, at any size, but also she just looks the same size. That's, that's, that's my it. point. But you were upset, Renee, that she threw those spanks away. Yeah. But then didn't she... She retrieved one piece out of the trash but left the rest? Yeah, I rage texted Matt I what I would give to be that financially and physically liberated <laughs> to just toss out $300 worth of Spanx. I can't imagine. But then Matt, I'll tell you what, here's what she pulled out. She didn't pull out the tummy tuck. She pulled out the uh, the boob upper. That's what you call that Spanx. But if you, the one that she did pick up was the, the one that creates cleavage that she pulled back oh. out. But the two tummy tucks. Like, you know, this I will use. Yeah. Renee, you know what's so funny is when I was watching her tear open these packages of Spanx, I thought the exact same thing. I was like, how rich is this woman? What is I happening? Mean, all of those Spanx? You can't have, have to put a down lot. payment. That's, yeah, exactly. Yeah, well, how are you going to make your mortgage this year? This, I don't understand. Yeah, I gasped. Wow. This is my male privilege speaking, the fact that I, I didn't know how much Spanx cost. I had no idea. The, I think it's a, a it's a dramatic experience because you're getting the spanks because it's not looking the way you want it to look, and then to add insult to injury, they're like, "Well, that will cost an additional hundred dollars." You're like, "Come on, that what? I'm already in a why? Please give them to us for free." Yeah, thank you. While you're manifesting, yeah. can you manifest spanks be a little more cost effective? I think well, that's spanks. If you'd like to advertise on this show. <laughs> We can work something out with a deep, deep discount for our listeners. Thank you so much. Yeah, Charlotte seemed very concerned that, you know, Lily and Rock are going to be without their mom. You know, they were obviously not concerned. Um, I then started just going down the rabbit hole of thinking about everybody's finances. You know, Charlotte, obviously, money is no issue. She's buying Spanx willy-nilly, which are apparently (laughs) hundreds of thousands of dollars per package. But meanwhile, we've got Che, who's fallen so far that they are a receptionist at a vet's office, which seems like a great gig. But I and I understand Che is not a saver, you know, blew through that that pilot money. But so, someone of, of Chase standing in the comedy world, someone who's done a Netflix TED Talk special already, <laughs> wouldn't wouldn't they be able to ju- like just do a night at Caroline's and make more than they're making at the vet? Or uh, maybe Che is like, I I can't emotionally put myself through stand up right now. I have to just have a regular job. Maybe that's the justification. Maybe. Do you think all of this is because the turtle was available and they were like, well, I guess we'll create an entire storyline so we can get that turtle in there? That was my They were like, listen, we've got we've got this turtle for four hours. Yeah. We got to get this shot. The whole thing. We got to go. Yeah. We got to go. We don't have time to explore uh, Why? W- what they can and can't afford. We've got to get this turtle <laughs> back to hell. <laughs> If you got a turtle, guys, you got to write a whole thing about it. I get it. You must. I hope that turtle comes back, too. Thank you. But what I was getting at is Che should be Charlotte's nanny. <gasps> if Che's looking for non, non-performing non work, 
seems like it would probably pay, you know, better than working the front desk at the vet. Win-win. And then we get we get Che up in Charlotte's world, which I wouldn't mind seeing. Yeah, I would like that, especially because I think Che could bring some fun to Charlotte's daughters. Uh, or, sorry, uh, Rock and yeah. Lily. I think, I think it would be fun to see the three of them together and to see their relationship and what they're learning from Che and vice versa. That would be really fun. Yeah, As long and, as she brings the turtle. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, bring the turtle and bring your experience as a non-binary person that you can share with Rock. I don't know why we've never tried to bridge yeah. that gap. And bring the pot that you gave Miranda's son. Let's get nuts. Yeah. Let's and, let's yes. get it all in there. Good. We had no Naya this week. I guess she was shooting the morning show. I don't know. She's, uh, yeah, she was busy just eating the chocolate souffle. And I think yeah. that was the end of her story. Like, that was her happy ending, and maybe we never see her again, you know? Like, yeah, sure. oh, I can eat a chocolate souffle and drink a glass of wine by myself on Valentine's Day. That is my story. See you guys this later. This is a pretty perfect, uh, you know, ending for a character, but really? I hope she comes back. Wait, I, I liked... Go oh, ahead, go ahead. So sorry. I just remembered I had one more question about Shay. When... Carrie, Aiden, and Shay are all back at their apartment. And Shay asks Carrie something like, why did you break up? And then Carrie goes, it was a mistake. And then we see Shay's devastated reaction. Is that is absolutely they're getting back together with Miranda? What what did that mean? Yo, that's I didn't even think of that. I didn't I mean, either, and that's interesting. They should try. Yeah. It was a long close-up. Yeah, I mean, I do think that we're, you know, Che was flying too close to the sun. Che has had had to be brought back down to earth to be vulnerable and live in weird sublet situations and work at the vet to kind of like just become a human again so that then they can maybe come back to Miranda. Mm -hmm. But I don't know if we're there yet. True. I liked Miranda's storyline a little, and this is maybe this just shows how old I am. I don't know. Um, Because I liked that the younger catty girls who were angry that she um, was getting essentially preferential treatment because maybe because of her age, and maybe that was something that she was saying, Oh, I'm I know that I come in with privilege and I have money and time and uh, I have this fancy Harvard degree. But it was nice to see someone get rewarded because they were working really hard. And these other two younger women were not. And I just think we have a lack of hard work in the workplace these days with all of the youngsters. Um, So I was just like, well, listen, this is what happens when you work hard. Okay? You get rewarded sometimes if you're a man. Um, But, (laughs) you know, it was was nice to see that dynamic. And I felt a little bad for her. But also I, I hope that we continue to explore that because i thought that was interesting brandy i've never loved you more yes absolutely if you work hard you get rewarded and that's what we've learned here those actors who played the interns were great i felt those scenes that was, that was yeah i love that me too yeah they me were too. great that, that whole thing was a gift for those of us who are over 27 you know as all three of us are where you're like how dare you man displaced by the by being replaced by the the youths there's still hope for us even in the workplace there's hope for us you know in the romance department the aidens might come back maybe if you're lucky you can get an internship at 56 years old and (laughs) finally get the career of your dreams get promoted on day one (laughs) 
I am hopeful. You know who I miss is Lyle. Oliver Hudson, Shay's oh, yeah. hu- husband. Oh, I guess husband. Lyle! Seemed like he was going to be some kind of presence somehow, somewhere, but... I liked hmm. the idea of him and Carrie. Now I like Aiden and Carrie, but if Aiden and Carrie can't yeah. work, and Robert Downey Jr. and Matthew aren't available, can we bring back Oliver Hudson? Bring back Lyle. Okay. I mean, we have to get past the awkwardness of Miranda being like, I kind of had a three-way with him, but then I didn't. <laughs> I ultimately got out. Uh, but they've had sex with the same guy before in the past, I think. And Sure. In, and in it was show. okay. I mean, listen, eventually we're all going to, you know? It's hard not to as a single person. You're all going to sleep yeah. with your friends, exes, and boyfriends. What if we brought back Bradley Cooper, mm. who plays... You know, and then he can be like, oh, look, you've, you've settled down. You're not a huge partier now. And maybe both of them, you know, Bradley's sober in real life, and maybe his sobriety could, I don't know. Yeah, I like that. I, I remember him on the, they, they met at a club. They made out in the club. She was going to go home with him. They're in, a, they're in a convertible. And then he finds that, oh, he finds that magazine cover where she looks terrible on the, and, and says, is this you? And she gets out of the car and. That was yeah. it, right? Yeah, because she was trying to prove that she can be single and like 40 and fabulous or whatever it was. And so she mm-hmm. was partying too much. And then he said, like, this you? And she realized, like, oh, I've got to I gotta cool my jets. Yeah, I'd like to see him back. I'd like to see uh, Alanis Morissette mm-hmm. playing oh, herself. Let's bring that lady back. Their, their um, <laughs> lesbian uh, spin the bottle kiss. So lots to look forward to, you know, uh, this was episode eight. So we've got three more to go. I hope we're in Virginia next week, this time next week, seeing that, that red brick house, meeting those kids. I hope so too. And I hope to see more of Charlotte back at work. Cause that is an exciting storyline yeah. to see. Charlotte is a gallerina. In a new world. That did make me laugh when she said ballerinas and gout. Anything with ending in Ina is tiny. Charlotte, that's not, that doesn't make any sense. What are you doing? <laughs> but in 2023, gallerinas can be huge whales like you, Charlotte. No. Ridiculous. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, obviously. Um, thank you both so much for being here. You know, prayers are up for you know, happiness in Carrie's future and in all of our futures. Amen. Especially now that Samantha's going to be popping in. That's right. And if I have my way on Watch What Happens next week, it will be (laughs) much more than a cameo. And Just Like Matt is a WOW Podcast production created and hosted by me, Matt McConkie. Our executive producer is Renee Colbert. If you've got a burning question about a relationship or friendship problem, or really anything Sex in the City adjacent, just record a voice memo on your phone and email it to us at andjustlikematt at gmail.com, and I'll answer your question on the show with my very fancy guests. 